Oh, also, title. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Scum Villains Recap Podcast. Scum Villains Self-Saving Recap <laughs> Podcast. No. Scum <laughs> Villains Self-Recap Podcast. <clears throat> I'm Mito. I'm Hex. We're here to recap the entirety, hopefully, of Scum Villains Self-Saving System, a novel by Mo Xiang Tongxiu. Disclaimer before we start, this will be just me talking at Hex, because I've received his permission to just tell him beat for beat what happens in the novel. The best format of conversation. (laughs) I've only ever read the Chinese version of the novel. Um, Specifically, I'm recapping from the Taiwanese hard copy publication. So when I say chapters, it's not really by the online publication version, it's by however Mo Xiang Tongxiu and the Taiwanese editors decided to reshuffle and repackage the chapters. Um, anything else? No? Not that I can think of. Cool. Okay. Here we go. Chapter one. Scum. <laughs> yeah! We're introduced to Proud Immortal Demon Wei. It is a Xianxia stallion novel written by airplane shooting towards the sky. Xianxia, of course, is magical, cultivation, fighty, fighty, tropey world. Stallion novel, main male character, gets all the chicks. That's the plot. The novel's protagonist ends with a harem count of over 300. The novel itself has over one million word count, and it has an immense, we're told, internet following, um, and inspired countless works after it. The main character is Luo Binghe, dark-sided protagonist who begins with a tragic backstory. He, of course, is an orphan. He is found floating on a frozen river called the River Luo, and they're like, Bing. Binghe. <laughs> Done. (laughs) He grows up destitute, witnessing the worst of humanity. People are just beating him up, taking his things. His adoptive mother is this poor washerwoman who works for this rich estate. But as she's dying, he, like, tries to get her a last bowl of soup and is beaten up on the streets. Oh, no. And couldn't even give her a single bite before she dies. Oh no. Uh, since first hearing his story, I have now also heard the like, Xiaozi something something, like the the stories of the children, like my mom wants fish, so I'm gonna go like lay on the frozen river and die of hypothermia so I can get a fish from the frozen river and give it to her. Yeah. Um, he's like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except for that he never gets to give his mom the soup. Yeah. Really, truly, so many stories of children, like, meeting horrible fates to give their parents food. I think I don't remember concrete stories, but I do think I've internalized that. (laughs) (laughs) Present in the culture. There's the cannibalism one, where a kid cuts off some of their own meat to give their mom. Oh my god. Who wants meat. Yeah, so you should should go find that one. You should get into it. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so, yes, this is him, his relationship with his mother, and the type of boy he is. Yeah. A good one. He's a bully. 
By luck of the draw, he ends up at Cangchong Mountain Sect, and we're told this is one of the four great cultivation sects in this world. And he ends up the disciple to Shen Qingxiu, also known as Xiu Ya Jian, or the Xiu Ya Sword. Elegant, scholarly, or supposed to be, until he realizes that Luo Binghe is a child prodigy and grows immensely jealous and begins this life of emotional, physical, just all-around horrible abuse of this poor little boy. Until the day, that, until the year that Luo Binghe turns 17, and there is the Immortal Alliance Conference. This is one of the great gatherings of sects all across the continent to come do magical immortal things. At this conference, Shen Qingxiu's like, fuck this kid, I'm gonna push him off a cliff, and pushes him into the abyss, which is the meeting of the human realm and the demon realm. And that's where the story truly begins. Because Luo Binghe, as it turns out, is the son of a heavenly demon. His father specifically was a heavenly demon, and his mother was a cultivator who got cast out of her sect because of dalliances with the demonic kind. Nice. And bled out giving birth to him. Floated him down the river to give him a last chance to live. Mm. In the abyss, he finds Xingmo, a sword, and the name is literally um, Inner Demons. Sick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Where, with the help of the sword, Luo Binghe unlocks his demonly potential and returns to the human realm to lie, cheat, scam, slaughter his way to the top of the world, goes back to the demon realm and does the same thing, becomes the demon lord, and then comes back to the human realm to get revenge on all of the cultivation sects that wronged him, takes over everything, has a bunch of babies, his babies have babies, takes over the world. Happy ending. Wow. I I was going to make a joke when you said he was dark-sided about uh, like him being... I don't know, black pilled or something, or like red pilled, whatever the pills are. <laughs> but now I'm like literally like, how directly does Proud Immortal Demon Way like map directly onto like uh, Reddit incel, incel narratives, like uh, like fantasies? Probably pretty closely, right? This is not to s- spoil the entire novel, but it is like quite explicitly a takedown of like masculine incel bullshit. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Can't wait for your analysis. Solved it. <laughs> Done. <laughs> that's why the curtains are blue. Okay, so that's the novel. That's Proud Immortal Demon Way. <laughs> Cut to the famous line, hack author, hack novel. This is Shen Yuan. He is a VIP reader of the novel, and he is dead. Um, he's full of complaints about this book. He's like, the author's name is stupid. The prose is elementary school level at best. It's filled with filler and purple prose. He does not understand Xianxia tropes at all and gets them all wrong. <laughs> Every villain ends up with the idiot ball. What's the idiot ball? Uh, exactly what it sounds like. You catch it, you become an idiot, plot-wise. It's just people randomly becoming stupid? Yes. Okay. Yes. It's not like a, like a McGuffin <laughs> that makes you stupid. <laughs> yeah. okay. no, no, no. But okay. it is a trope. Okay. It is a TV trope. Oh, nice. Okay, great. (laughs) Yeah, so random characters are introduced that never get to do anything, and same as plot lines, mysteries that get introduced, no resolution, and now the novel is over. 
Shen Yuan is furious. He is so furious that he dies. <laughs> and as he dies, he utters his famous line, hack author, hack novel, and out comes this little Google Alexa voice like, welcome to the system. We strive to provide our customers with the best service under the guiding principles of you can you up, no can no BB, which is... <laughs> That's what I always say. <laughs> so it's this meme chinglish nonsense. So you can you up, ni xing, ni shang. If you can, like... Go ahead. Yes. Uh-huh. No can, no BB. Like, if you can't do it, then. Oh. BB, BB, BB. So BB is like blah, blah. Yeah. Okay. It's like, yeah, running your mouth. Okay. Okay. So, if you're so good at the novel, then you fix it. Shenyun wakes up. He's in a bed. He's wearing silk robes, canopy bed, silks all around him, fragrance pouches. And there's a handsome young man sitting next to him, being like, are you okay? He picks up a fan. He starts fanning himself. Long ago, as a genre-savvy reader of transmigration novels, he's sworn to himself that should he ever wake up in a completely random place for no reason at all, he's not going to say a stupid line like, is this a TV show or something? <laughs> wow, this set is so realistic. He's just going to roll with it. He has a game plan. And he's like... He's going to win at transmigration. <laughs> he asks... Where am I? The guy's like, you're on your peak. <laughs> you're on Xingjing Peak. Like, you know, your mountain. System comes in. It's like, congratulations. You are now Shen Xingqiu from Proud Immortal Demon Way. You have 100 B points. If your points dip below zero, you get punished by the system. The B points are a pun. Fundamentally, they are just a count of how much you fuck. Bitchin' points. Yes, 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 yes. He's like, oh shit, okay, I'm in the book. This guy next to me, this is Yue Qingyuan. He's the leader of the Tangqiu Mountain sect. He is Shen Qingqiu's shishong that Shen Qingqiu ends up killing later in the novel. Shen Yuan's like, oh shit, oh shit. Because as Shen Qingqiu, one of the villains of Proud Immortal Demon Way, the future that awaits him is, cue flashback, being hung in chains, arms and legs chopped off, tongue ripped out. Or if you're the donghua that needs to be censored, you can't the put jar. it into a jar. <laughs> He's like, nope, I'm not going to do that. It's time to love the protagonist. It's time to hug the protagonist's thighs with all I've got. Bam, systems like, warning, warning, you cannot be OOC. There's an OOC restriction applied to you until you reach a th certain mission threshold, points threshold thing. Shen Yuan's like, I know what OOC stands for. I've read fan works. I can't be out of character. I have to behave as Shen Qingqiu. System's like, yep. Shen Yuan's like, okay, so where is Luo Binghe right now? He asks aloud to Yue Qingyuan. Yue Qingyuan's like, well... Luo Binghe is where you always put him after a beating. Oh. In a sad little shack. <laughs> Shen Qingqiu passes out. Shen Yuan's take on Shen Qingqiu as a person, also kind of insight to Shen Yuan's own character. He is like the king of chill back in his original world. He has two older brothers and one younger sister. He is Fu Dai, rich, comfy, 
never felt the pressure of competition really, is just vibing. So he does not understand a character like Shen Qingqiu, who is powerful and privileged, and he's got money, and he's got status, and he's got good looks, Shen Yun thinks, as he looks into a mirror. <laughs> so what are you so jealous of? You know, like, why do you have to get on the protagonist's case this much? Mm. At the same time, he's running through the system. He's like, okay, so system, you have this whole B-point situation. What exactly do I have to do to win? System's like, easy. Four things you can do. One, fix all these baby brain side characters. Two, avoid bullshit plot developments. Get rid of them. We don't want them. Three, satisfy the protagonist. (laughs) (laughs) Four, patch up plot holes. And so Shen Jingxiu's like, okay, these all feel kind of subjective. System's like, yeah, they are subjective. As long as the readers like it, then you're good. And Shen Jingxiu's like, well, how many points am I supposed to be aiming for? System's like, I don't know. That's to be determined. Okay, also I do love, maybe this doesn't make any sense, but I was just having a moment about like, like, Shen Yuan, like, being like, I have such a chill life with no pressure in it. I, you know, have money and privilege and I don't have to compete that much. And then he like, dies of a rage attack about this online novel that he's like completely immersed himself in in a hateful way like 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 why is this guy so bothered (laughs) like what's wrong with his life that he needs to bully this random person so much iconic back in the world back on Qingjing peak Shen Jingxiu's like, hello, head disciple Ming Fan. You are a legendary cannon fodder because you also helped me beat up and torture Luo Binghe in his youth. And later you're going to end up dead by being pushed into a ditch of flesh-eating ants. Nice. Yeah, something yeah. like that. He's like, Ming Fan, go grab Luo Binghe, bring him here. Luo Binghe arrives, Shen Jingxiu loses his mind. He's like, Mary Sue, baby boy, look at you. You're so cute. Look at those eyes filled with dreams and determination. Look at that poise. Such a straight spine. (laughs) He's like, the protagonist Halo is so strong with this kid. Shen Qingzhou throws Luo Binghe a bottle of medicine Mm -hmm. and is like, use this because I don't want anybody saying that I abuse the disciples on my peak. Luo Binghe is like, oh, you're not going to beat me up? Thank you. Luo Binghe is just grateful for the non-violence. Shen Qingqiu is like, how's your learning coming along? Luo Binghe is like, it's been going really poorly because I'm so stupid. Shen Qingqiu mentally is like, no, it's because the original goods gave you the wrong instruction manual on purpose. You are a good boy. And he's like, how old are you again? Luo Binghe is like, oh, I'm 14. Shen Qingqiu mentally runs through his catalog of torture done by timeline. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, so you've already been punished by like being sent to kneel in front of the entire mountain. Um, you've already been beaten up multiple times by a group of disciples. You've already been tied up and whipped. You've already been made to do hard manual labor. So... Um, yeah, you can just go. Just go. Leave me. I, I need to be alone for a minute. <laughs> okay, scene cut. Shen Yuan's like, I'm a really easygoing guy. 
I really go with the flow. And I'm already dead in my original world, so I might as well make the best of this world. Look, it's got cultivation, it's got swords, I'm in a pretty cool body, I need to familiarize myself with the situation, I need to get this OOC restriction taken off of me, and then maybe we can rework things with the protagonist so we don't end up a human stick. So he goes up a mountain and he takes out his Shoya sword and he practices like a move that carves this epic groove across the mountainside. And he's like, wow, I'm so strong. Um, this will never be enough to face Looping Hub, but still, this is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Then he overhears this young girl's chattering, all like, Alo, Alo. And he's like, oh, this must be. Ningying, the archetypal Xiaoshimei, like baby sister of every single cultivation novel there is. Mm-hmm. And she, of course, she's a love interest. She's bright, she's bouncy. And he has complicated feelings about her because in the original novel, the original goods had like bad touch vibes mm. with her. Mm. And Shen Yuan, in fact, after this little plot revelation, Shen Yuan had gone to the forums and yelled about how Shen Qingzhou should be castrated. Mm. <laughs> Fun little aside. <laughs> he's in the mountain, he's, he's watching Ning Ying Ying and Luo Binghe coming up the mountain. Luo Binghe's chopping firewood because he's here to do some manual labor. Ning Ying Ying's like, play with me! Like, all of these chores! The older disciples are just making you do them because they're mean. I should tell Shizun about this, and they'll he'll fix it. He'll yell at them. Lobing Ho's like, no, 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 no. This is all part of my cultivation training. It's fine. I'm young. This is all stuff that I should be doing. So, like a good boy, he's chopping down firewood. He gets all that firewood, finishes with his chores, and he takes out his book to study some more, because he really, really wants to learn cultivation. Ming Fan and some other disciples arrive. The trope of the Xiao Shimei is, of course, all of the other disciples love and adore her and want to shower her with gifts and want her loving adoration and attention. Mm-hmm. So Ming Fan comes and is like, look, Shimei, I got you this cute, this beautiful jade pendant. Ning takes the pendant, throws it away, and is like, ugh, it's not as beautiful as Luo Binghe's <laughs> pendant. You know, the one that he wears around his neck all the time and doesn't even let me touch it. That one. Mm. And in the background, Shen Qingqiu's like, girl, what are you doing? <laughs> Why would you do this to him? He's not trying to bother you. And of course, Ming Fan gets angry and is like, oh, well, let's see it and like, bring out that pendant. And he takes the pendant from Luo Binghe. All of the other disciples are like wrestling him down. Ming Fan takes the pendant and is like, ha, this is obviously a fake. This isn't worth anything. Shen Qingqiu in the back is like, no, don't say that. That's the last thing his mother gave him. His mother saved so much money to buy this thing. And it turned out the seller was a huge liar. And that's why it's fake. Don't say that. And Luo Binghe flies into a fit of fury, attacks Ming Fan, punches him in the nose. Ming Fan starts bleeding out of the nose. Ning Ying laughs at him. So Ning Chou's like, don't laugh at him! <laughs> don't make this worse! They start this whole brawl. Just Ming Fan and the other disciples beating Luo Binghe up. Mm-hmm. 
Shinji Joe's like, oh no, I can't watch this. This is terrible. But the system's like, you can't interrupt. That would be OOC. Shinji Joe's like, okay, well, maybe I find a middle ground here. He grabs a leaf from the tree, imbues it with his cultivation powers, and sends it flying at the kids, and it startles them into pausing for a moment. But only for a moment. I mean, Fen's like, what the fuck? Let's just keep beating him up. The system also is like, minus 10 points for OOC behavior. Shenjing Shou's like, 10 points? That's nothing. I've got 100. It's fine. And as the kids continue attacking Moping He, he sh- sends out some more leaves until the kids scatter, leaving only Lobing He and Ning Ying behind. The system's like, you shot six leaves, <laughs> minus 60 points. <laughs> He's like, 10 points per leaf? I hate you, I hate this system. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Lobing He and Ning Ying are like, looking around for the Jade Pendant, which of course is lost now. Sun goes down, they don't find the Jade Pendant, Ning Ying's really sad and sorry about it, but Luo Binghe's like, let's just go. They walk away, Shen Jingqiu spots the Jade Pendant in a tree, picks it up, holds it, cinematic shot of Shen Jingqiu holding the Jade Pendant and Luo Binghe holding one of the leaves that Shen Jingqiu had shot to protect him. Oh. And then the system's like, Congratulations, you've obtained an important plot item, the fake Jade Guanying Pendant. Also, you get 100 bonus points. Shen Jing Zhou's like, woo, 130 points, let's go. We can win this game. It's totally fine. And then this leads to the little prelude before the mission that is the bulk of chapter two. Mm. So Shen Jing Zhou's on his mountain, chilling. Yue Xingyuan shows up again, the mission-giving NPC, and is like, Remember when you accepted that mission in Shuanghu? Yeah. <laughs> Remember when you accepted that mission in Shuanghu City, when you said you were going to take your disciples and it would be a great training opportunity for them? Well, they're waiting for you. Go ahead, anytime now. The system is also like, here's your first training mission. No, this wasn't in the novel, but, you know, lots of things were in the novel. This is part of your mission here. You gotta fill out the world and make it three-dimensional. Mm. Shen Qingqiu accepts the mission. Cut to Shen Qingqiu and the disciples getting ready to leave on the mission. Shen Qingqiu's in a carriage. He's like, what kind of bullshit Xianxia world is this? Why are we in a carriage when we should be riding swords? <laughs> the system's like, do you see every wizard in Harry Potter riding a broomstick every time they had to go out? Shen Qingqiu's like... Wow, did you used to work at Harry Potter? <laughs> <laughs> Shen Jingzhou, in his carriage, peeks out and is looking at all of his disciples and sees Luo Bingho running around, moving a bunch of stuff, carrying a bunch of stuff, and continues his inner monologue of, ah, oh, good boy, what a good boy. And then he's like, wait a second, there are only nine horses, but there are ten disciples. Ning Yingying also is like, hey, there are only nine horses. Ming Fan is like, oops. Looks like we're missing a horse. Luo Binghe, guess you're gonna have to run. Ningying's like, he can ride with me. Shen Jingxiu's like, no, don't do that. That's terrible. <laughs> He's like, nope, you can't do that. You're a girl. He's a boy. You can't ride together. Let's just go. They start on their way. Disciples are on a horse, except Luo Binghe, who's running after them on feet. Shen Jingxiu's in the carriage. After a bit, Ningying knocks on the carriage window and is like, Shizun. You gotta do something about this. Poor Alu's like right there. All of the other disciples are bullying him. Shen Jingxiu's like, all right, 
Robin Hood, get in the carriage. You're riding with me. System's like, um, OOC warning. Shen Qingxiu goes, actually, this is not OOC. And let me tell you why. <laughs> I, as Shen Qingxiu, obviously adore my xiaoshimei, mm-hmm. Ning Yingying, and she's telling me to do something. Of course, I'm going to do it for her sake, if not for Robin Hood's sake. Mm-hmm. So how could you say this is OOC? Denied. Denied. And sure enough, the system's like, ah, okay. Mm, you're right. I can't take any points off for this. So you know, for the first time, Luo Binghe's experiencing kindness from his Shizuan and is sitting in this quiet, elegant carriage across from his beautiful, immortal Shizuan, and he's just staring. Shen Qingxiu turns around, catches him staring. He's flustered, and Shen Qingxiu smiles at him. System's like minus five points. That was OOC. <laughs> <laughs> End of chapter one. Nice. Yeah. Outro music. <laughs> <laughs>